Hey, what's good, everyone? I'm the Fed Up Teacher, and welcome to my podcast. I'm just a regular teacher with a lot of opinions and a lot to say. I'll be uploading every Sunday, so if you want updates on that, follow me on my Instagram and Twitter. Both are at Fed underscore up underscore teacher. Enjoy the show. All right. Um, yeah, so this is my very first episode. Um, I feel like maybe I should just start off by introducing myself. I'm going by the Fed Up Teacher, quite obviously. <laughs> I am going to say that I've been teaching for over 10 years now. You know, I teach in the Northeast, and that's pretty much all I'm willing to reveal about myself. I prefer to remain mostly anonymous. So I wanted to speak freely um, at this point and explain to you why I started this podcast. I started this podcast because I just really needed an outlet. Um, it's 2020. We all know 2020 has been a disaster. And I've been teaching a lot at home. Um, like I think a lot of teachers have been at this point. And I just needed an outlet. I needed a way to get some feelings out, get some aggressions out. It's been a very frustrating year. And I, th- I don't think I'm the only one who feels this way, who is a teacher or, you know, even if you're not a teacher, I don't think I'm the only one feeling this way. I'm keeping it real ghetto here. I'm going to be honest with you. I went out and bought like a little $30 mic. Um, I'm recording this on my laptop. Um, not in the studio. I'm in my, my apartment, which is a studio apartment, but it's not like a recording studio. So you're going to hear some things in the background every so often. You might hear a lawnmower. You might hear an animal. Um, you never know. You never know what you're going to get. So with that said, I am grateful for whoever, you know, chooses to listen to this podcast and even subscribes. Um, I do plan on uploading every Sunday. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Sunday is a good day only because I can record throughout the week. I have Saturday to edit and then I could put stuff out on Sunday. Um, I do have two social media accounts. I have a Twitter, uh, Twitter and an Instagram. Both of them are at F-E-D underscore U-P underscore T-E-A-C-H-E-R. In other words, at Fed Up Teacher um, with the underscores between um, the words. So please feel free to join me. Please, please, please join. Um, follow me. Um, again, I'm grateful for whoever you know supports at this point because this is a very, very new podcast. And again, I'm just a regular ass person. I have no clue what I'm doing. So follow me, follow me, follow me, support me. I don't know exactly where I'm going to go with all of this, but trying my best here. I'm doing all the editing myself. And um, so we'll, we'll see what the quality is like. But again, I'm trying my best. So for this ep- first episode, I want to talk about parent interactions. Teaching online is very difficult. There's a lot of responsibility on both the student and the parent to make sure the child's getting their work done. And when the child doesn't get their work done, then obviously we as teachers, we have to communicate with the parent and figure out what's going on. Um, So I use this program called Class Dojo. And for the most part, it just makes everything very easy because I'm able to pretty much text the parents without having to give them my personal phone number. But then you have a lot of parents that 
you know, they're on Class Dojo. They might read the message. And you can see when you can actually see when somebody reads your messages, but they don't respond. Or even better, they don't read it at all. And it's very challenging because now if I were in my school building, obviously I'd just pick up the school phone and call the parent. But um, I'm not. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like using my personal number. I have a story about that, by the way, but, um, you know, it's long story short. I used my personal number to call a parent one time and they started calling me on the weekend, on the, at night. I, I, it drove me crazy. I ended up having to block the parent, to be honest with you. But so I, with all that said, I don't like giving out my personal phone number. So it just makes it very difficult when the parent is not checking their class dojo, their messages. We also communicate with the parents at the beginning of every school year that dojo is a huge form of communication for our school. Um, And also, parents are able to check the child's grade through our parent portal. So there's so many ways for parents to check in on their child. We give the Parents also access to our Google Classrooms. There's just so many ways that the parents can check to make sure a child is working. So I say all that to say I was reading um, a subreddit, r slash teacher tales. Um, if you are a teacher and you don't follow that or if you don't, you know, you're not subscribed to that, I would subscribe. I, I personally love Reddit. But anyway, one came... Um, to my attention and I actually wanted to share my thoughts in it. I'm, I'm going to read it to you guys. So the title of it is Need Some Advice About Parent Interactions. Hi everyone. I'm a second year sixth grade teacher. We had parent conferences over the phone in Google, Google Meet earlier this week. For each conference, I always make sure to do the compliment sandwich. I always tell the parents how much I love their child and how proud I am of them, especially now that we're learning during a pandemic. Well, one of my students received an 81 AC in my class due to some missing assignments. We have Google Classroom as well as an online grade portal where parents can access this information at any time. However, her mother screamed at me over the phone during our conference and was very angry that I hadn't notified her about the kids' seat. She said her child is an A student And getting a C is unacceptable. She said that as an educator, she would always contact parents about low grades. She's a a teacher of preschool. Then she brought the crying child on the phone and forced her to ask me what she was missing. I told her I wasn't going to continue the conversation and that she could contact my principal. I ended up having to hang up with her and cried at my desk. I have 75 students and I contact all parents whose children are failing, excuse me, or in danger of failing. There is no policy anywhere that says I have to call parents of kids with C's. My principal told me not to worry about it and that this is typical behavior from a parent. How do you move forward after a phone call like that? I take everything personally and you shouldn't, but I'll get to that in a minute. I live alone. I'm 23. Oh, so young. <laughs> and my my students are the most important part of my life right now. Oh, that's so sweet. You're so young, though. All right. Hold on. Where did I stop? Oh, I try really hard 
And this is so disheartening, especially because I had a parent last week send me a long email about how I spend too much time connecting personally with the students. Are you fucking kidding? Ah, oh my God. And not enough time teaching them. She was also upset that I use review games because, you know, you're supposed to just drill kids at all time because that's exciting, right? The comments from parents keep me up at night. It also gives me severe anxiety when I have to contact parents for any reason. How do I deal with this? All right. So I wanted to share this because um, it's just crazy. Um, parents can be very difficult. Um, and this teacher seems really new. Um, she's very young. She's 23. Sounds like you're fresh out of uh, college, girl. But um, I don't, I don't honestly see where you did anything wrong. I, I read this over and at first, I'm going to be honest with you. At first I was just kind of like, oh, well, you should have been contacting the parent, blah, 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 blah. But then I thought about it again and I'm like, I would do the same thing. I mean, you have 75 students. I actually have over 120 students. Um, so I understand it would be very, very difficult for me to just constantly contact every single parent of a student you know I I do the same thing where if this child is failing then I contact you know if the child child is in danger of failing then I contact like I look for um the child's um habits if they seem like they're an A student all of a sudden they're not hand, handing in work and their grade is drop, dropping then I contact the parents like say if they started off getting A's on everything and all of a sudden they, they're missing assignments and now they're at a B and then they drop down to a C I will contact the parent um and if this is the case I do believe that you should have contacted the parent however um, some of the email, that email that you got, that's a little ridiculous. Um, I think I use review games too. I play games with the kids. Um, it makes it, I mean, the, we're in a pandemic here and we're learning online. This is, shit is hard. It's, it's hard for the teacher and it's hard for the kids. So why not do something so that the kids are having a great time or having fun or making the best out of the situation? Because what normal child is going to sit here and listen to you talk for 45 minutes on a camera? right? I think games are a good way to keep them engaged because I'm telling you right now, they're staring at a screen. They're probably not even paying attention. You're probably watching YouTube or Netflix or whatever, or they're probably playing a game on their computer. They're probably not paying attention. And the best way to keep, make sure that they're paying attention and that they're learning is to do something fun and interacting with them. And also for you trying to make connections with the kids, um, I think that is very important. I think you're doing a great job with that. Um, not that she's gonna listen to this, but I mean, I'm, I'm giving this advice to anyone who might be having the same issue because I'm telling you right now, she sounds like me when I first started teaching. So this really stood out for me for many reasons. Um, and that's that's definitely one of them. The fact that she sounds like me when I first started teaching. And I think a lot of new teachers can relate to this. The last thing I want to add, um, and this actually just came to mind, is that uh, this parent seems like she is very abusive, not only towards you, but also towards her own child. To have the child crying and freaking out like that and and then bring her to the phone. First of all, it's not like the child failed miserably and got like a, an F because she only handed two out of like 15 assignments. She barely, you know, got a C. She got a high C. Um, and I understand that everyone has their own standards, but she didn't fail the class. I, I just don't 
understand. It sounded like that was a very traumatizing experience, not only for the teacher, but also the child. If anything, take that as a learning experience. Next time you have a child and they seem like they're an A student because they're doing the work and they're giving you quality work, and all of a sudden now they are, you know, looking like they're struggling in some way or not handing in their work, um, it's best to contact a parent and keep a parent log too. Um, document everything. That way, if somebody tries to come back at you, you have your receipts, all right? That's really important to just document. I'm a huge advocate for teachers covering their own ass because everything nowadays is our fault, everything. I'm actually surprised they didn't blame the damn pandemic on us, but I digress. The last thing that stood out to me when I was reading this is she said she's 23, she lives alone, and she puts her kids first. Um, I think that it is very important as a teacher to um, really think about your students and to value them in that way. Um, however, I think it's more important to put yourself first. And I know that's going to sound selfish to a lot of people, but hear me out. The reason why I say put yourself first is because who else is going to look out for you? And that shit trickles down to your students. So if you're not happy, you can't bring happiness to your classroom. Girl, you got to put yourself first. I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Even if nothing's wrong with you, you just need to talk to you. Th go to therapy. Therapy is therapeutic. <laughs> it's therapeutic. Like I, I personally love going to therapy. Um, and I love talking to people. And I think that's very important, especially for teachers, because if you're harboring a lot of negativity in your life and you're not properly handling your anxiety, then that's going to trickle down to your students. So I understand that a lot of teachers, they become teachers because they love they love kids they love and they love teaching. That's what most teachers become teachers for. However, what they don't teach you in school is that you need to make sure you keep your mental health in check. Put yourself first. Look for outlets, um, whether it's something doing something physical like going to the gym to work out your aggressions or doing what I'm doing. I started a podcast, um, you know, painting, whatever hobby it is, put yourself first. I'm a huge advocate for that. Look for ways to getting your, your teacher work done during your work hours. That way when your work hours are over, any time outside of that is your time. A lot of teachers I talk to, I talk to them and they do not do that. And because of that, they're constantly stressed out and they constantly feel like they just are always working. And that will eventually cause you to burn out. Okay, guys, so that's all I have for you today. I just wanted to keep it very short and sweet. This is my first podcast. I'm going to see how this goes. I'm going to keep uploading every Sunday. Um, you know, I'll be re reacting to different uh, Reddit posts, um, giving my opinion, reacting to news articles. If anything major ha happens in the news, I definitely will be reacting to that. And hopefully if I grow, I would love to have like a community going where you guys can share some of your experiences. Of course, anonymously, and I can give you my advice. Again, I'm no master expert here. I'm just an everyday average Joe Schmo teacher, just like probably you listening to me. And if you're not a teacher and you're listening, hi, how you doing? Thank you for joining the show. And if you're an administrator, I got love for you too, girl. But thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week.